burned, crashed, reduced to dust, then rise from the ashes. Hello, I'm Carol Gawker, confidence coach, speaker, author of the book Breakthrough with the legendary Les Brown. I'm a mom of two, a loving daughter, and a devoted wife. A modern woman can juggle life, work, and have it all. You too can have it all. Welcome to Rise from Ashes. Hi, I'm Carol. In this episode, I'll be sharing about my surname. So what's in a name? What does Gockel mean? Gockel is actually a German surname. Now, the, the history of how surnames came about in the German history is, um, is related to the profession of the person. So Gockel actually means cockerel. In other words, it means rooster. So somehow, the ancestor of the first person who has gotten this name is actually, or was actually, a rooster breeder. Pretty funny, right? So think, think about it, Carol Gawker, Carol Rooster. So that's exactly how what my name meant. I am of Asian origin. I'm a second-generation Singaporean Chinese of Chinese ethnicity. My grandparents were originally from China. My parents are the first-generation Singaporean. And my maiden surname is Lao. And I spell as L-O-W. So why did I decide to take on my husband's surname, as you can guess? The reason is because I'm a bit of a traditional person of a traditional girl at heart. You see, when my husband and I met, he was supposed to be here on a two weeks work project, I would say. And after the two weeks, he was supposed to leave and to monitor the progress of the project remotely from Germany and never to come back again. And as fate would have it, we met on the very first weekend when he got here to Singapore. That sparked off uh, a friendship. So, and it worked well for me is because I, I had just been divorced and I wanted to, um, to have some kind of a distance. So a friendship was, was formed. And because of our distance, it gave me a lot of opportunity to really find myself. Now, after being in a, in a 10-year marriage that didn't end well, I was also on a journey on self-discovery to, to find myself again. And I didn't want that kind of pressure. You know, when, when you're in a relationship, right, you really want to... You, sh- you have this pressure to always to spend time with this person. And I didn't really want that because I wanted to concentrate on building my career at that time. I wanted to be self-reliant, self-sufficient. So the distance really helped and really helped me to actually build this foundation of a friendship and to know this other person more deeply. Most importantly, I want to be able to present myself to him you know, as who I am, not, not the person that, has, that was shaped, not the person you know, that has got previous baggage in her life. And that really gave us a lot of opportunity and space for, for growth. So we ended up having a long-distance relationship 
for about a year and a half. So when he finally proposed to me on our one-year anniversary, we had to make that decision. The decision whether if I move or he move to Singapore. After a lot of deliberation, we realized that, huh, well, I can't speak the German language and I was still building my career and it's going very well. I didn't know if I was able to find another job and I, if I wanted to start anew all over again, especially for a female who's in her 30s. And my husband, he wanted an opportunity to work and live overseas. So the decision was quite clear for him to come. So after we got engaged, and I, it, it kind of like dawned on me, the fact that he's going to live a life that he had known his entire life. His parents, his friends, everything that he had ever had in Germany to move to a foreign land to start anew with a woman. And that kind of tugged at my heartstring. I was wondering, wow, you know, if I was really to make that kind of a decision and sacrifice. So instead of allowing my in-laws to, uh, to sort of like lose a son in a way, because they, will, they won't see him as often as, as they want, I wanted them to know that I am marrying into the family and as a commitment to the family, to my husband, and at the same time that they have gained a daughter instead of losing a son. So that was a decision of me, you know, taking on uh, the surname. And of course, subsequently, after I found out that, you know, it would be much easier if I actually take on the surname because if we end up having children, when we travel as a family, it would be better that everybody has the same surname. Yeah, some kind of a weird rules, you know, in, <laughs> in, in the European arena. Yeah. So this journey was also a little bit, um, has its up and downs, I would say. One of the, the big major thing about our relationship is I have never dated someone outside of my own culture and race. You know, my ex or, you know, ex-boyfriends rather as well that uh, they were all Asians, they were all of Chinese origin. So in terms of culture, we, we, we know each other in, in, in a way, right? You know, being, being all Asians and all, there's really no uh, introduction, there's no nothing, there's nothing really nothing to think about. And then when he came into my life, there was a lot of things to, for him to understand about the Asian culture, about uh, the manners. And then there's a lot of tradition and things that... Uh, his culture that I have to get to know as well. The first big major difference was actually food. So if you think about it, you know, okay, for, for this, the common conception of food for, for, for German cuisine has been sausages. So that was, that was what I was exposed to. And, you know, I was actually being exposed and introduced to a whole different culture besides sausages. That's quite interesting, something that I learned. And... For him, was the discovery, the discovery of spicy food in Asia, you know, the famous laksa of Singapore. He fell in love with it the moment he took a sip of that beautiful, wonderful, fragrant gravy. So we were able to actually to marry both cultures and become part of our life as well. 
Well, of course, this whole union wasn't without any challenges. First off, that uh, English wasn't his first language. And English is somehow my first language in school. But back home, I speak Mandarin with my parents. So when it comes to co- for him communicating with my parents was a little bit of a challenge. And in the beginning of our relationship, there was a lot of things that I would say that he really didn't understand. So there's a lot of clarification. There's a lot of simplification. And because we were doing long distance, you know, there was a lot of uh, writing back and forth. There's a lot of waiting. And that required a lot of understanding. And then, you know, it really made me think about how I communicate. And it really made me think about you know, what it is to be in a relationship. And that was actually part of the, the reasons that actually built out to my decision of adopting his surname. Because when you marry somebody, you don't just marry the person. I've always been taught that a marriage is a marriage of two families. And that was something that I never really got to know in my first marriage. And it was really a lot of... Um, I would say understanding a lot of differences as well with regards to connecting with each other, a lot of correspondence, a lot of clarification, and a lot of patience. One of the the lessons learned um, from past relationships is actually open communication. And that was also something that we, we discussed with regards to me taking on his surname. Because you know, it's not a surname that is easy to pronounce in the Asian arena. Gokul. Right? So my friends, even people that I meet, they have challenges pronouncing it. So most of the time, people will call me Miss Carol, then I have to I have to correct that and say, actually, no, it's madam. That's not my maiden surname. So, which is quite fun. And, of course, the whole thing about this surname is also an icebreaker. So, whenever I meet somebody, I would, uh, they would be curious about my surname. Then, you know, it's actually an icebreaker. And that also become part of our open conversation in terms of, you know, what is the repercussion of an Asian woman adopting a foreign surname? In Singapore, it's kind of, you know, a little bit of a no-no, kind of like um, a bad connotation. You know, it's like when an Asian woman marries uh, a, a foreigner, or a, a Caucasian in particular, if you were to take on this surname, it's like, you know, I am better than thou, kind of, I'm better than everybody else, kind of a, a connotation that's connected to, to adopting that surname. And there are people who actually did that as well. But, you know, I'm, I'm different from, from others. And my choice is I just wanted, you know, it's very pure. I just wanted my, my German family to know that I am committed to this new family. And I'm committed to this man who has given me a new lease of life in terms of, uh, of love and relationship. So, yeah, this is my sharing with regards to my surname and how it came about. And uh, that's all I have for this episode. And if you're interested to find out more about our community, come join us as at our next Soul Rich Woman event. And I will be very happy to speak to you. 
I look forward to seeing you in my next episode where I will be sharing with you how to rise from the ashes. Thank you for joining me today. I'm so honoured to have you here. Now, if you'd like to keep going and want to know more about our mentorship, training programmes and done-for-you services, come on and visit me over at soulrichwoman.com. It's S-O-U-L-R-I-C-H-W-O-M-A-N.com. And if you happen to get this episode from a friend or a family member, be sure to subscribe to our email list because once you subscribe, you become one of my Soul Rich Woman family. You too can have it all. Keep going and I'll speak to you soon.